time for Branding Business, the only show that brings branding experts and corporate executives together to explore how branding your business can improve both your top-line growth and bottom-line performance. Brought to you by Rikus Baird. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Branding Business with Rikus Baird. I'm Ryan Rikus, and today's show topic is on post-recession branding specifically research findings from senior executives on their viewpoint towards branding over the next 18 months. Our guest today is Dr. Bill McElroy, CEO and founder of Socratic Technologies, whose firm conducted the study. Bill, welcome to Brandy Business. Thanks, Ryan. Nice to be here. Well, let me begin by giving our listeners an overview of why this research was conducted and how the findings might be beneficial. Foremost, the goal was to understand the level of business confidence that's associated with corporate executives considering brand strategy initiatives, which are often an early-stage indicator of business, business growth optimism or pessimism. An additional objective was to determine the specific business requirements that would prompt a company to seek help from a brand strategy partner and also how these firms are selected. Another key objective was to understand what type of branding initiatives are most important for companies to implement over the next 18 months. So most of our listeners are either in charge of or involved with corporate branding. So we thought it would be helpful to share these insights from others who are in similar positions. Bill, your firm is a leader in Internet research methodology for some of the biggest brands in America. Maybe we can begin by giving our listeners an overview of the type of research so who you spoke with. Sure, be happy to. Uh, well, first of all, this is a very interesting study. Uh, we uh, we don't often get the opportunity to do research on an activity versus a, a specific product or brand, et cetera. So this is more of a global um, a study involving people's attitudes towards branding. Uh, one of the things that we should point out is that this was a B2B study. Uh, we are looking mostly at companies uh, that are in the mid-revenue uh, range of about $50 million with at least 100 employees. And it was decided to do it this way because it's sort of a threshold uh, as people are really truly beginning to uh, engage in branding activities and, and even more germane to this particular study when they're beginning to engage external consultancies. Uh, it's this level of size of business that we see is really the area where most uh, of that activity begins to take place. As we were conducting the study, everybody in the study was a decision maker for branding activities uh, and branding strategy partner selection. So not only are they doing it inside, but they're also a part of reaching out to external consultants and agencies. Uh, another important thing was is that everybody in this particular study was planning to implement some type of branding activity uh, and or uh, looking for new strategy partners within the next 18 months. Uh, what we found is that the people who really know uh, who's out there, what's going on, what uh, is happening, are the ones who are thinking about taking this type of activity and running with it. So uh, we did uh, screen uh, quite a few people uh, between March 30th and April 5th of this year, so uh, quite frankly, these findings are hot off the press, and we wound up with 114 people who fit our profile. So as we then began to get them into the survey, it was about a 20-minute survey to ask them largely what it was they were doing and what they were looking for in external resources. Perfect. Thanks for the overview. 
Well, why don't we begin uh, with, as you typically do when you report findings back to us, uh, why don't we just jump right into some of the key findings? Okay. Well, we've actually done this study several times now. In fact, uh, we're, I think that this is approximately the fifth time we've looked at branding activities since around the turn of the millennium. And one thing that ha is clear is that the concept of what branding activity means and what branding strategy means tends to have a vast array of components that people understand to be a part of it. So the biggest thing is we really don't have a consistent view of what branding is within the, this target market. Uh, the branding agencies and the people on the outside can also be associated with anything from email marketing to public relations, and therefore, uh, generally, when people are in the branding mode, they almost have to take an initial step to figure out what they mean by branding to understand um, who, who it is that they're looking for and how they're planning to engage outside. Our, our own experience would be similar sure. to that. We continue to find that people have... Uh, a vague notion of what branding means and what it stands for, and the term is often mis uh, or overused and misunderstood. And virtually every agency out there, or creative service, or marketing firm says they do brand strategy. But when, you know, I guess the the proof is in the in the experience and the ability to do so. But it it just is a from our experience as well, just an overused word and, and misunderstood term. Please continue, Bill. Well, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, the funny thing about it is, is that, you know, when you start to look at the broad, uh, this huge array of things that people associate with branding, it's tempting to say that people don't know what branding is. But the more and more I've looked through these uh, findings, the more I'm convinced that branding tends to be a very event-driven thing. So what branding means can also be very contextual within the life of the corporation. One thing that leads me to believe that people really do have at least a pretty good idea of branding and what the resources are was that we only had well, less than a third of the sample that couldn't name some very large, important branding and strategy agencies that were definitely correct within the scope of what we were studying. In fact, uh, Rikas Baird made that list towards the top, and there were a lot of others that we also found that, you know, the McKinsey's, the Siegel and Gales, that, that are also very much in that, that same company. So people were really understanding who these people were. And interestingly enough, another sort of uh, ancillary finding that, that rides hand in hand with that is that over the years, the, the people that we talked to said that they've worked with an average of four branding agencies. And once again, this seems like a lot, but it's because they are striating the, the concept of branding into all these smaller pieces, and they're very much looking for focused expertise with the issues that they have right at hand. Well, I definitely agree. Branding covers so many different touch points or ways to experience a, a corporation's brand. So it does naturally extend into all forms of marketing and communications as well as just employee engagement, in, in fact, uh, internal alignment and engagement. So branding does cover all the way from operations to marketing. So you can understand how people might confuse branding tactics with branding strategy. And, and yet, I should say that when we are called for a particular opportunity or assignment, they're typically not 
seeking a, a firm to help them with their advertising or their website, uh, they are looking for a very specific and strategic initiative, whether it's repositioning a brand after a merger and acquisition to develop a new and clear brand strategy going forward, naming an organization, evolving a brand. So I, I think you're right that people are, are learning the difference between a brand strategy firm and a, a quote, unquote, branding agency who implements the, the different branding components. Absolutely. And I think that uh, among the group that we spoke to, which, you know, as we're looking through the data, it occurs to me that this, this group that we spoke with is actually quite sophisticated. The two largest categories for which they were looking for a brand strategy partnership, and you mentioned advertising, and, and advertising and PR and web marketing, all those are components of brand and brand strategy. But it was interesting to me that the top thing that people said that I'm either considering using an external partnership or that I have used in the past was they wanted to establish thought leadership, that they wanted to have somebody to come in and basically shake things up and help them get their own thoughts together so that they could then take a more reasoned view about what their future strategies were. So that was the number one thing with almost 90% of the people in this survey saying that that was one of the reasons why they used an external brand strategy partner. But then following that very closely, there are a series of things which I'm linking to events in the life of corporation that were real drivers. Launching new businesses, communicating a new leadership's vision, entering new markets, or repositioning or completely changing the brand model are all very tightly following that leading thought leadership role. So it, it seems that brand strategy and brand consulting, external brand agencies are sought when there is some sort of major change going on or whether they need a rethink of where they are. Well, I would second that opinion based upon our experience and the type of opportunities that clients call us for. Typically, these are considerable business decisions that either are being considered or already made, and now how do we help them realize the potential that that brand has based upon that business decision? So it does begin at a very strategic level with the intent of leveraging the brand to realize business growth and business potential. I was just going to add to that, that as a part of understanding where that potential lies, it's scattered throughout all of the findings. And literally, there were people were looking for all sorts of the external help. But one of the more interesting ones was that the whole concept of brand effectiveness and return on investment from branding activity seems to be a common underlying theme that everybody wants not just to simply go out and do something, but they want to be able to say, we are getting a return on our investment for doing this branding activity. So that's another big reason why they're reaching out externally, because many folks feel that they do not have that sort of expertise in-house. Very good point. And together, we have experience in this area, which is often one of the major questions that is asked upon us, and that is, can give us a, uh, an ROI expectation. But in most cases, we work with an organization like yours to benchmark the brand upon the new engagement. And so there comes a time and place where you have to say, okay, here's where we are today, here's what we stand for, here's the perception of the organization, et cetera. So we benchmark all the different components of the brand, and then we come back a couple years later and re-benchmark that. Maybe you can speak a little bit about that process. There's the old saying that 
that people only measure the things that are really important within, within an organization. And as you say, the whole concept of going in and doing a baseline, figuring out where the brand resides in terms of perception and awareness and who are likely customers and what the likelihood of having a relationship or doing business with a brand is all something we like to form up front. We also like to understand the types of decision makers there are in a market. And then from that, the strategy takes form. We go after specific strategic targets. And then a year or so, 18 months, two years down the road, you remeasure on many of the same things and you see how well the brand has moved from where it was to where the desired position is. So definitely the effects of the ROI are if you've spent money and if you've done this and if you've moved in the right direction and you've eclipsed some of the competitive activities, then in fact there's a very clear understanding of the fact that you've spent your money well. Well, as we say, the brand encompasses the entire organization and therefore we typically request that when we are engaged with the client we establish a brand steering committee that is cross-functional across the different business units and departments so that the entire organization can be part of the process of evolving the brand, uh, being able to understand it and deliver it and ultimately live it because that's ultimately when the brand can really take roots and, and have effectiveness because it's, it's certainly well beyond just marketing it has to go into operations and the best companies that we work with are the ones that clearly see this and the ones that develop the internal programs to really allow the brand to flourish internally and then obviously is useful in directing the communications to the external audience in other words to help the business grow as well so I think it's helpful for listeners to understand this encompassing view of the brand and how it can best be utilized and it was refreshing to see that the respondents of the survey understood it the same way. And another finding to exactly that point is that the key reasons for outsourcing branding activities and consulting, the largest block of this is that companies realize that they don't have the expertise, the resources, or the time to do this effectively internally. So that as you're talking about the brand steering committee, the moving throughout the organization, the ones who are obviously the ones who are engaging branding agencies, the biggest thing that they've admitted to themselves is we realize that we don't have the expertise to do this on our own. Now, there's another whole block that's almost as big, which believes that they might have some of that expertise, but they want an external perspective. So you put those two together, the ones that realize that they don't have the expertise and the ones who may have some of the expertise but really want an outside, fresh set of eyes, those two things are really driving the, the desire to bring in external help. Bill, I think that's a very good point. We've had tremendous success when clients are engaged in the process and can direct and guide the process and also manage the decision-making, the uh, attitudes and egos of the executives. And yet it doesn't work when organizations delegate everything to an outside consultant and just say, get at it and come back with the results because they weren't involved in the process and therefore they aren't bought in and they're not capable of delivering or they don't have, they're not emotionally invested in delivering the brand promise throughout the organization. So I'm uh, pleased again to see those reconfirm our experience as well. Right. I think that what people are looking from their external resources is also telling uh, because they're not actually asking the external resources to come in and do a new ad for us. They're not asking to come in and simply do some email marketing. 
Those are things that, when we looked at the proportions, a great many people are doing in-house or a combination of in-house and externally sourced. When it really comes to the things that they are outsourcing only, the big ones tend to be things like the brand guidelines, the B2B marketing strategy, the management consulting on the business itself, not just the brand. So it's much more of the guidelines, the setting up of the template, the structure, or as I, I've heard you refer to in meetings, the pillars of what the business needs to rest on. That's where they're really looking for external expertise to help them. And, and once again, right in there is that whole brand effectiveness and ROI. Not only can you give me a general idea of what to do, but then how do I track it? How do I measure it? How do I make sure that I'm spending my money correctly? Well, Bill, in the overview, I mentioned that branding, brand strategy, I should say, is often an early stage indicator of business growth optimism. We saw that on the negative end with the financial crisis of 08 and 09. Growth wasn't on the corporate agenda and brand strategy engagements dropped. We've seen a nice steady increase over the next couple of years and it's, uh, it's doing well now. And so companies are thinking about growth again in a variety of different ways. In fact, we just allude to some of your findings in terms of the company changes that are expected over the next 18 months. The number one was developing growth strategies. Second, launching a new business or product. Third, engaging investors. Fourth, entering a new market. And then fifth, establishing thought leadership. So I think those are all promising signs that businesses today are feeling a little bit more optimistic about where they can actually grow their business. And these are examples of some of the components. Anything else you would like to add to insights on how organizations view the next 18 months? Well, I think that you've summarized that nicely. I think that what we did, of course, is we are looking at firms who are planning to get out there and do something in the branding arena. So these people are poised to move. You've just given us the list of what they're planning to do. We also know that that list goes hand in glove with what they're looking for external expertise for. So I, I think that you've wrapped it up very nicely to say that it's growth, 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 <laughs> and mm -hmm. new markets, new products. How do we get out there? How do we re-energize a business after a prolonged sort of doldrums in the economy? And I thought it was interesting that as they are talking about, we want to get out there, we want to grow, we want experts to come in and help us with that. One of the other areas that we looked at was how do they choose a partner? What are the criteria and how do they focus on who is going to be the best resource for them? And interestingly enough, the word of mouth and the client references, the other people that are involved or who can give some sort of a, uh, a testimonial to services, still tends to be right at the top. There aren't a tremendous number of very hard and fast touch points that people can independently judge the quality of an agency partner. So they're still relying very heavily on client references, industry awards and recognitions, other people within the industry who have used a company in the past, much less so some of the more typical ones which, you know, has that they're big. That really isn't a big driver of choice anymore. That they're located right next door to my shop, that's not a big driver. But the difference between being a publicly or privately owned firm, those really have fewer impacts or correlations with who they're going to choose than just having a really good reputation. 
Well, once again, we can relate to that from our own experience. It seems that, uh, yes, word of mouth is critical. What other colleagues and related industries might have to say. Clients are typically looking for industry or vertical market expertise. And also, I thought an interesting finding, as you just mentioned, was that location is really not a factor anymore, especially in the world of brand strategy, where it's at the high-level strategic component and not necessarily day-to-day marketing tactic implementation. You don't have to be around the corner. So companies really don't feel that their regional access is critical and wasn't even a factor. And to support that, I should say that over the last few years, Rika Spared's client base has 50% of our businesses outside of California. So we serve clients nationally, internationally, and it's really not an issue to clients in terms of their location anymore. Well, one of the other things on that list that we were just talking about is that clients are also, in keeping with the whole ROI, they're also looking for very firm research-based findings that are suggesting what the strategy should be. So I think that the way you have built research into your programs is absolutely a key way that people are making decisions. So that's another big thing that I think people are looking for. Very good point. Well, Bill, we could talk about this for a a long time. I have many other questions to ask you, and of course, this research is quite complete. Are there any other key takeaways or any other research that you've done that would either support or refute these findings? Well, I think that in general, this does not surprise me, but one of the last points that I would just throw out on the table is that as people are looking for partners and they're using web search, et cetera, I think that branding is definitely a key word that should be in a company's search portfolio. But then I think that to be able to go in and put in those specific event-driven items, such as new products, branding, new markets, branding, is probably going to get more results that are focused. Very good point. Yeah, search is becoming an increasingly important component of not only our uh, exposure to, to clients, but companies all over the world are, are using search to find exactly the specialists they, are, they desire for the initiative that they're, uh, they're underway with. Any final thoughts you might have? I was going to say that social media also rides along with the Internet search, so that as we're talking about word of mouth and reputation as being very important, I think that when you have ratings from users or testimonials, those are the key things, the types of companies that are looking for an external brand resource are looking for. Well, that goes hand in hand with your thoughts around thought leadership. And hopefully we're a good testimony to that, both through this radio show, our blog series, and then the amount of people that are visiting our site and how that's changed our search engine optimization. But it is a critical component. Well, Bill, thanks for being a guest in Brandy Business. If our listeners have any questions of you, how could they best reach you? Is it via your website? Yes, and that is www.sotech, S-O-T-E-C-H, Perfect, Bill. Thanks again. Well, that concludes our show for today. This is Ryan Rikas, and you've been listening to another edition of Branding Business with Rikas Baird. If you'd like to listen to past shows or read our blog series, visit brandingbusiness.com, and I welcome your comments to this, uh, this post. Until our next show, stay focused. You've been listening to Branding Business, the only show that brings branding experts and corporate executives together to explore how branding your business can improve both your top-line growth and bottom-line performance. To hear more, simply visit our website, brandingbusiness.com, or tune in next week to learn how you, too, can build your brand and move your business forward. Brought to you by Rikus Baird.